This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. Now we got a very another nice day today. Blue skies, a little bit hot, but uh, looks like we got some rain coming in tonight, some high winds. Now, a typical August day in the Midwest, greatest nation on God's green earth. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast this morning. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Run over to AffirmAmerica.com and sign up for the daily news. These are your top five headlines for today on this Thursday, August the 4th, 2022. Let's start off with headline number five. White House Press Secretary says repealing Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional. From the Daily Wire, critics blasted White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, after she claimed that the United States Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade was an unconstitutional action. On Wednesday, Jean-Pierre reiterated President Joe Biden's support for abortion rights accessed after Kansas voters rejected a referendum that would have removed the right to abortion from the state's constitution. Fox News columnist David Marcus, after well over a decade of wokeness, In our universities, we now have a generation of intelligent, well-educated progressives who have never had their holy views challenged. And boy, does it show. From Fox News, last month, President Biden hinted that the court's decision was unconstitutional during his remarks given on an executive order to protect abortion access in the wake of Roe v. Wade's reversal. Quote, let's be clear about something from the very start. This was not a decision driven by the Constitution, end quote, he said, adding that the court's conservative majority was playing fast and loose with the facts. Okay, well, this is what you get when you have a president that I think he got a C in law school or something, or maybe a D. So Joe Biden obviously doesn't understand the Constitution and that this was always meant to be thrown back to the states, and this is not a federal government issue. They don't have the right to determine abortion. And you have the uh, press secretary that has, hasn't got a clue, and she's just uh, reiterating what the president has said. But the Supreme Court has already uh, passed their majority rule, and it is the law of the land, and they're going to have to deal with it. So that's the way it goes. And some states are going to be for it, some states are going to be against it, and that's the way it should have always been set up. And Kansas, they can make their own rules. That's a state issue. And some states will be opposed to that rule and will make it illegal in their states. So uh, let that be a message to Joe Biden and the White House administration to follow the Supreme Court. That's how our founding fathers set up our nation. All right, headline number four. Iowa school district sued by parents for student gender transition plans not involving guardians. From the Washington Examiner, a parent activist organization has filed a federal lawsuit against 
an Iowa school district over its policy of facilitating gender transitions for students without parental notice or approval. Parents defending education sued Linmar Community School District near Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Iowa, claiming the district's policy for establishing a gender support plan violates legally protected parental rights and the First and Fourteenth Amendments to the Constitution. The policy in question, enacted by the Linmar School District in April, requires schools to create a gender support plan. When a student claims they no longer identify with the biological sex, and wish to adopt a new gender identity. According to the lawsuit, the support plan must be formulated without any knowledge or input from the child's parents, and when implemented, requires all school staff and students to address the student in question by their preferred name and pronoun. The lawsuit says the plan means school officials will edit students' names on official documents and allow students to use bathroom and locker room facilities and participate in athletics based on their chosen identity. Furthermore, the lawsuit alleges that the policy actually prohibits school officials from disclosing a gender support plan to the student's parents, even when the parents asks if one exists for their child. From the National Review, written records about a student's gender identity are to be kept in a temporarily file that only those who receive permission from the student may access, the policy says. Finally, the policy threatens that students who fail to respect a student's gender identity can be punished, including with suspension or expulsion. The Linmar School Board approved the policy on April 25th, despite protests from dozens of community members, according to PDE. The board argued that the new policy only codified existing district practices. The lawsuit argues that the policy allows children to make fundamentally important decisions about their gender identity without any parental involvement and to hide these decisions from parents. So this is why every parent in the country needs to check to see exactly what their school board is pushing. And if this radical uh, ideas, this gender transition, this pronoun garbage stuff is happening in your school, you need to you need to have those people removed. You need to run for school board, Moms for Liberty, all the different organizations out here we need to get involved in this stuff that's going on in our schools schools has has no right to get into these decisions this is a family issue this is the parents issue not the schools schools should not be in there promoting this gender fluidity identity crap that's just creating confusion amongst young people and it's actually bringing more of this to the front a lot of young people think it's cool And it's very, very confusing. A lot of depression going on in young people as a result of this stuff being promoted in schools. It's got to stop. We've got to vote for uh, changes in the school boards. If you're a mom, a parent, a grandparent, you need to run for school board. You need to get in there and toss these fools out before they ruin an entire generation of our young people. All right, headline number three. Biden issues executive order granting Medicaid funds to allow for interstate travel for abortions. From the National Review, President Biden signed an executive order Wednesday that will allow Medicaid funds to be used to facilitate travel for women seeking abortions in states where the procedure is still legal, likely violating the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits the federal financing of abortion. 
The order will assist the acquisition of reproductive health care for women who live in states where abortions are banned. Biden said at the first meeting of the Interagency Task Force on Reproductive Health Care Access on Wednesday. He claimed it also advances research and data collection to evaluate the impact of this reproductive health crisis on maternal health and will protect access to contraception. The Hyde Amendment prohibits federal funding from going toward abortion, except in the cases of rape, incest, or when the health or life of the mother is at risk. Katie Pavlich, White House confirms Medicaid, which is taxpayer-funded, will be used to pay for abortion procedures, not simply travel for abortions. From Life News, the pro-life organization said the Biden administration is using the directive to allow unborn babies to be unnecessarily killed in abortion in pro-life states. And if hospitals refuse to comply, their participation in Medicare, Medicaid could be in jeopardy. Joe Biden is trying to weaponize our community's life-saving doctors and hospitals to push his abortion agenda, said Texas Right to Life Senior Legislative Associate Rebecca Parma. Quote, we look forward to once again beating the Biden administration in court and saving lives, end, co- end quote. The pro-life laws in Texas and other states include clearly defined exceptions that allow abortions in their cases when mother's life is at risk. Because the pro-life movement cares about the lives of both mother and child, and there are rare cases in which only the mother's life can be saved, it supports such exceptions. But these exceptions mean the Biden administration's guidance is unnecessary, undermining Texas's life-saving efforts and expanding abortions appears to be the administration's real goal. Okay, so we can see very clearly the difference between the Biden administration and how the American people feel about abortion, that they're definitely pro-abortion and they're doing everything they can to go around the government's rulings, trying to fund it through our taxpayers' dollars, which is completely unnecessary and also is in direct violation of the Hyde Amendment. I don't want my tax dollars going towards abortions. And so the federal government should keep their nose out of the state's businesses and not fund these things. It's not their right. It's not their business. And they need to be put in their place. So I hope these laws are uh, beaten and that we can see some common sense going, pushing these things back to the states and let the states deal with it and get the federal government out of our hair. All right. Headline number two. West Virginia judge rules transgender surgeries can be covered by Medicaid. From the Washington Times, a federal judge ruled this week that the state of West Virginia must allow transgender patients covered by Medicaid to receive gender-transforming surgeries. U.S. District Judge Robert Chambers for the Southern District of West Virginia said it was discriminatory for the state to ban such procedures from Medicaid recipients while allowing others who do not have a gender dysphoria diagnosis to get the same procedures, one example being a mastectomy. It is undisputed that the criteria determining whether or not such treatment is covered under the Medicaid program hinges on a diagnosis, but when treatment is preluded for a diagnosis based on one's gender identity, Such exclusions infidiciously discriminates on the basis of sex and transgender status, Judge Chambers, a Clinton appointee, wrote in Tuesday's order. From WVN News, if the ruling stands or if it is appealed and it's overturned, it well could have an impact beyond West Virginia's borders. Well, you can see how all this uh, this crazy, whacked-out leftist wokeism 
transgender issue is uh, a big problem. It's wormed its way in all kinds of areas, even in uh, the state of West Virginia, of all places, which you would think that would be the last place you'd see these kinds of issues. But no, it's, uh, it's like a cancer that is spread in all areas of our country, all over the place. And we've got to be aware of it, and we've got to push back on it. And these uh, laws need to be overturned, and it looks like West Virginia might be a battleground for bringing that victory to other states. So uh, Joe Manchin is going to be out on the next election because of his caving to the Democrats' big spending bill. So hopefully we'll get a new governor in there, uh, or a new senator, and also we can make some big changes to make West Virginia great again. All right, headline number one. China quickly moves to punish Taiwan and the U.S. as Pelosi departs Taiwan. From the Wall Street Journal, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi departed Taiwan on Wednesday after a whirlwind visit that included a meeting with Taiwan's president and vows to preserve democracy in Taiwan in the face of growing threats from mainland China. Mrs. Pelosi, Democrat from California, is the highest-ranking U.S. official to visit Taiwan in a quarter century, now heads to South Korea and Japan before returning to the U.S. During her meeting with Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen on Wednesday, Ms. Pelosi said the U.S. wouldn't abandon its commitment to Taiwan, framing her visit as part of a broader struggle over democracy's future. The visit by Mrs. Pelosi angered China and cast a pall over U.S.-China relations. In response, China announced it would carry out live fire drills from Thursday to Sunday across six areas that together effectively encircled Taiwan. While they will predominantly take place in international waters, some of the areas are close to major Taiwanese ports, meaning they could end up disrupting commercial shipping. From the Daily Wire, China's foreign ministry spokesman, Hu Chun Ying said Wednesday that as a result of Pelosi's visit, more punishments for both the U.S. and Taiwan would follow. As for the specific countermeasures, what I can tell you is that they'll include everything that should be included, Hugh said. According to People's Daily, a China state-affiliated media outlet, the measures in question will be firm, vigorous, and effective, and the U.S. side and Taiwan independence forces will continue feeling them. The Chinese Communist Party has repeatedly warned against the visit, and during a phone call last week, Chinese President Xi Jinping told Biden that the United States must not play with fire. Okay, so the U.S. has a real big problem with China. I mean, uh, this is uh, something, this is, should be a, a big awakening for the American people. The business people that have tied themselves to China because of greed and self, self-interests, we need to begin dis- decoupling from China. We need to bring all of our supply chains back to the U.S., get rid of China's uh, cheap labor and start building our own products and manufacturing our own products here in the U.S., which are going to be much higher quality. Yeah, we might pay a little bit more for it, but it's going to be worth it in the long run. It's It's going to raise wages for the workers here in the U.S. We're going to have much higher quality products and innovations, and we need to dump China. China is not our friend. They are our foe. They're threatening us, and the more we continue to be tied to them with uh, our supply chains and, and and the antibiotics that they produce 90% of, then we're in big trouble when China wants to put the squeeze on us. So it's time we decouple. I'm calling to decouple from China 
and that we can bring everything back home to the greatest nation on God's green earth, and we can be the world leaders once again. So let's dump China, because China is not our friend. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday, August the 4th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast this morning. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. See you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 